Sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to episode 97 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And I've got an awesome show for you tonight. I'm going to warn everybody. Uh, Boston Bruins, just this evening, clinched their trip to the Stanley Cup finals. So I am a little fired up. I'm wearing my Boston Bruins shirt tonight, as a matter of fact. And of course, our very own on-air producer, Chris Hassong, has just joined the live feed. And I'm sure, Chris, uh, you've got to be very excited as well. I was definitely teaching Zoe how to say, how to cheer, we want the cup. We want the cup. She was doing pretty good at it. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be an interesting week and a half here after everyone see. Chris is very excited. I know I this might I, I was saying to my, my two year old, I went a long time as a child without seeing uh, my beloved Bruins, Red Sox, Patriots. Patriots not near, not as long, uh, but definitely the Bruins and the Red Sox. Long time without seeing them win a championship. My daughter is two and a half, two and a half, and uh, she's already gotten two Super Bowls for the Patriots and a World Series from the Red Sox, and now the Boston Bruins are going to the Stanley Cup final. So I'm a little bit jealous, I guess, but uh, it's okay. She's just gonna. She's just gonna know the Boston teams as winning teams from her childhood, as opposed to my personal experience uh, in the '80s and '90s, where they were not really winning teams. So that's okay. I, I'm not bitter about it. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not. I know Chris is probably gonna be, start feeling the same way about his kids, because uh, he's got two girls at home uh, who really didn't have to suffer. Although, granted, they are quite young. Uh, didn't have to suffer through the ridiculousness of losing over and over and over again. So that's all good stuff. All right, uh, we're going to kick things off with social social plugs. That's right, social plugs. You can keep up with us during shows, after shows, before shows, between shows, whenever you so please, and you can do that. Uh, that's right, Chris, 87 years. The, the Red Sox was by far the biggest one for me in 2004. By, I mean, the Bru ah, Bruins in 11. It's, it's so tough between those two. Patriots are kind of secondary on those. Uh, but again, you can keep up with us before shows, during shows, after shows, between shows, whenever you want. And you can do so in multiple locations. One of those would be on Twitter. Follow our official Go Tell to the Wall podcast, uh, Go Tell to the Wall Media Empire. I like using that term. Uh, Twitter account, and that is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right. It's actually on the wall right behind me. For those of you that are watching on the live feed, it is reversed because Facebook is dumb, uh, but it is on the wall right there at Tell the Wall Pod. Also, make sure you follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. That's right, at Magic Muppet. Follow that one as well. You're going to get all kinds of great nuggets of common sense, uh, interesting things throughout the week. Sometimes nothing, but I guarantee it, you're going to get just as good of stuff as you're getting from at least half of the people you're following on that platform. So follow us on Twitter again, at Magic Muppet and at Tell the Wall Pod. Of course, on Facebook, we are currently live on Facebook right now. Facebook.com slash Go Tell to the Wall. Make sure you head on over there, like our page. Uh, check back often for updates, all that good stuff. New episodes get posted up there. And as I said, we are currently live. For those of you that don't go on to Facebook and, and engage with us, uh, but you want to, you can do that. That would be the best place to do it is facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. Additionally, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm like, it's just, you can tell I the Bruins just won. And now I'm like, uh, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube. Search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Check out our videos. That's where you're going to find uh, all of our live feeds and our teaser videos get posted on there, uh, as well as all of our beer reviews. Uh, we have a parenting playlist on there. There's a bunch of good stuff on there, so make sure you are subscribed. Get you know, Click the notification thing so you get notified whenever we post new stuff. If you're not in Even if you're not interested in the live feeds, there's plenty of other good stuff up there. And if you don't like kind of going through the entire live feeds, there are individual clips on there, kind of stuff that we think is more important and, and I don't know, funny, I guess. <laughs> it just depends on what the topic is. Some stuff's funny, some stuff's serious. So it just depends on the topic. So make sure you are subscribed to Go Tell to the Wall on YouTube. And most importantly and all-encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Uh, head on over there, bookmark it. Bookmark it. Make sure you check back often. You're going to find not only links to all of those platforms I just mentioned, uh, but you're going to find stuff that you will not find on any other platform, including blog posts, photos that you're not going to find anywhere else, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, so make sure you bookmark check back often. In addition to those things, you're going to find a link to our Patreon page. That's right, our Patreon page. 
page. Uh, and if you have the means and you feel so inclined, please, please help us out financially. Uh, every dollar helps. Every little bit helps. Helps to keep this studio running. Helps to bring in uh, new stuff, people to the podcast, all that good stuff. So make sure if if you are so inclined that you support us on Patreon. And you know, I just just for fun, because I, I don't use it that much, but for some reason, my Instagram account has just been like, that's where we're getting a lot of the hits and stuff. Uh, so if you're an Instagram user, which I know a lot of people are, because I actually have friends that don't use Twitter, don't use Facebook. They just use Instagram. Uh, so if you're interested in following us on Instagram, you can do so by following my own account, which is SoCalSean. That's right. S-O-C-A-L-S-E-A-N. SoCalSean. Easy to remember, easy to follow. Uh, so if you want to, you can actually follow us on Instagram. I just, I don't use it as much. I do, but I don't. And for some reason, everyone likes to follow on the on the Instagram. I think that's what the kids are doing these days, and that's why we keep getting like hits on Instagram and all that stuff. So it, it's out there if you want. So Cal Sean, a uh, quick warning for everybody. Warning, just a heads up. There likely will not be a full episode next week. Uh, I'm going to get into why that's a possibility when we get into parenting, uh, but most likely no full episode next week. There's going to be all kinds of fun stuff coming your way, uh, but it, it's going to be tough to get in the studio for a full episode. I'll explain a little bit more of that as we get into parenting. Uh, and if you can't tell, that's, we're going to have maybe some other content, you know, usual content, but more ex more leaning toward that content and and I'll explain a little bit more of that as once we get to that point in the show. And of course, beer this week, beer this week. Oh, I love me some Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada is definitely one of my go-to uh, breweries, especially cuz they're, they're still they're family owned. It's still a craft brewery even though they have such large distribution. And this one is tasty. Uh, it is their their sidecar orange IPA sidecar. That's right, like a sidecar. You know, you order a shot with a with a margarita or whatever. It's a, it's their sidecar orange IPA. Uh, Chris, I'm actually interested for you to try this one. I know you don't like the IPAs. Uh, I I gave it to my wife earlier, and she does not like the IPAs. But the orange really cancels it out, and it's not that overwhelming orange because there's a lot of the fruity IPAs that I just I'm I'm not a big fan of. This one it's just a very subtle. Subtle citrus hint to it. It's it's not overpowering, uh, but I think for people that don't really like IPAs, the the bitterness, the hoppiness of IPAs, it, it, it definitely cancels out kind of that part of uh, of the IPA. And I believe I'm not seeing it right here. I believe this one was sitting at 6.5. It's right around that typical IPA, and I did not write it down. 6.8. Yeah, right around that typical IPA uh, alcohol content. So 6.8. It's pretty good. Yeah, Chris, I think you would like this one, despite not really liking IPAs. Uh, but the orange kind of cancels it out a bit, so this should be a good one for you. Check check them out. Um, I'll try to save one for you, but you, as we all know, that's not gonna be that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna be celebrating uh, tonight as well because of the Bruins. Hey Jen, and hey Corey, I see you joining over there. Uh, so check them out. Sierra Nevada Sidecar Orange IPA. Gotta love those California beers. Mm. All right, let's get into some social trends. Ooh, social trends. Uh, don't forget because I, I mentioned it last week, but May is. Uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, so we are going to be focusing on a lot of that, as I mentioned last week, over the next few episodes, although unfortunately, like I said, we're probably missing uh, next week's episode. I always say we're missing an ep we're not missing an episode, it's just being pushed. We're not going to have a full episode next week. Uh, so before I get into all the other social trends going on right now, uh, keep in mind that's going on, so if you want to share that sh uh, hashtag, Mental Health Awareness Month, uh, that is definitely a good one to be sharing. It's, at any time, I mean, well, mental health stuff, any time, but especially this month. Uh, with it being Mental Health Awareness Month. All right, some social trends going on right now. Uh, one in particular is really, I believe this is really only going around like Southern California, Los Angeles area. And I always make fun of this one. Like, not brutally, but I'm always like, come on, guys, calm down. However, I was doing some, this is just today, I was doing some reading. Uh, and that's hashtag LA rain. Everyone freaks out when it starts raining in Los Angeles. And if you've listened to the podcast or you live in Southern California, you know people in Southern California, you know we had quite the rainy season this past year. And apparently what's happening now, and it's funny, my, my wife woke me up early this morning, and she goes, and she's like elbowing me, she's like, it's raining, it's raining, and I rolled over, I was like, yeah, it's raining, what? and she's like, well, do we, and I think she was, just wasn't prepared, and went like, is there anything out, and it's like, no, 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 it's, we're fine, we're fine here, uh, but sure enough, it rained quite a bit, and I was reading today, and that's why I'm actually including this hashtag LA rain, uh, because the rain's a coming, it is a coming, there's something called these, like, uh, atmospheric rivers, I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I might not have that exactly correct, but it is close enough for you to understand. <clears throat> Atmospheric rivers are basically 
happening over Southern California right now, and we are getting ridiculous amounts of rain over the next like few days to a week, like five to seven days, uh, to the point where it's going to be about two months worth of rain for Southern California that we're getting over the next like five to seven days. Yeah, so it's going to be ridiculous. So I do want to give a little shout out to hashtag LA rain. Uh, don't be sharing it just because you, you got some drizzles on your car here in Southern California. Uh, but if, if a river starts dumping on you, then yeah, maybe share some hashtag LA rain. All right, some funny ones that I've been following a little bit. Hashtag write a poem to your ex. That's right. Hashtag write a poem to your ex. I have nothing to contribute to this individually, uh, but I will share this one with you from at sunkissed1. Jeez, people in their Twitter names. At sunkissed1. Uh, and I quote, roses are red. You're obviously not dead. I don't want you back. Go sit on attack. Uh, there's also another one here that is Hickory Dickory Doc, and you can figure out the next line that one's coming from. I'm not even going to try to read that Twitter name. I'm so sick of trying to read these Twitter names, and it's like, I don't even understand what you're saying. Granted, you know, granted, mine is weird. Magic Muppet, but it's like, it's not hard. Magic Muppet. Magic Muppet. It should be Magical Muppet. Somebody already had Magical Muppet when I joined Twitter a year ago. I was late to that game. Uh, so it's, it's Magic Muppet, and deal with it. But it, at least you can read it, you know? <laughs> at least you can read it. All right, another one going around right now. Hashtag, I refuse to apologize for. Hashtag, I refuse to apologize for. Uh, this one I actually really enjoyed from uh, Megan Nugent. See, that one's not too hard to read, people. Uh, hashtag, I refuse to apologize for being myself, and that will never change. And I also refuse to apologize for telling the truth, which is fantastic. Uh Yes, it was rehashing the old Andrew Dice Clay bit, Matt. You you caught on to that one. I, I, I thought it was very funny. I just didn't want to present that particular one out to the, the wall fans and common sensors. Uh, and I will tell you personally, hashtag, I refuse to apologize for common sense. I just, I do. I refuse to apologize for for conveying common sense. A lot of people like to argue with me on things, and I will, I, I will admit that a lot of things are opinion-based, but when it really comes down to that common sense, I, I'm not apologizing for any of that. I'm just, I'm just not going to apologize. All right, another one floating around the social platforms right now. Hashtag odd things to say at a funeral. Hashtag odd things to say at a funeral. Uh, this one I really liked uh, from at Jelly Stilettos. Uh, and please take this one with a grain of salt. I, I don't think funerals are a, a laughing matter by any means. It's this is just it's a it's a a means for to convey a comedic you know tone I guess. Uh, and again, this one from Jelly Stilettos. Wow, I just realized what that is. Like the old jellies. I ho I wish they would make jelly stilettos. Do you remember the old jelly shoes? Like if, if you're old enough to remember them. And I think they got kind of. I believe they were making a little comeback there for a while. And people probably realized they were funky plastic shoes and not the most comfortable thing to wear. Uh, but she actually shared this hashtag odd things to say at a funeral. Uh, and I quote, that bitch over there is wearing black too. That's right. Because uh, like weddings. Yeah. Why am I explaining jokes here? And I will say I don't have. A particular funny one to to share right now, but I will say, and I don't know if this is still her plan, but I have an aunt uh, who years and years and years ago, back in the 90s, actually had, had told, uh, she told a bunch of people, but I happened to be sitting around when she was talking about it, that she actually wanted a phone in her coffin. Uh, Jen, if you're still on, this would be Aunt Sue, which you could probably figure out. So my Aunt Sue, uh, actually, hey Ryan, uh, join, thank you for joining, and, and Matt, I didn't see you pop up, I'm just getting your things. Uh, wanted a, a phone in her coffin so that during the funeral, it started ringing. And, of course, that would just be, I don't know how hilarious that would be, but it would be kind of kind of funky. Uh, and there was actually, I think that's how it came up. There was a movie, a Robin Williams movie in the 90s called Toys. Uh, and, and one of the characters died and had, like, a laughing thing in their coffin, which would, was, again, not a, not a laughing matter, but you got to make as much light of, of, you can, of, of things as you can. Um no, I want to see. Okay, what do you, and we, oh. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, so my good friend Matt, who is on the live feed here, apologies for that quick delay. I had to read what he was saying. Uh, one, of, uh, one of the employees at his flower shop uh, w had a balloon order for a funeral and actually accidentally put in a get well soon balloon. Yeah, that's not appropriate for funerals. Uh, that had to be quite the phone call for you to get, Matt. I, I apologize that you had to deal with that. But uh, these those things happen, I guess. Those things happen. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's a bit much. Uh, another one floating around right now. Hashtag in my high school yearbook. Hashtag in my high school yearbook. Coincidentally, I have people that I went 
to uh, high school with here that on on the live feed, so they might have some funny stuff to interject as well. Uh, and again, this this one's more. I, I like this one from from Sea Monkeys Rule. Oh, I like that at Sea Monkeys Rule hashtag in my high school yearbook. Many black X's over the faces of people I hated. I think I've done that as well. Um, I but I will share this one with you. And this is people sharing like funky stuff from the yearbook, and I'm, I I almost busted out my yearbooks. I've st- I've still got all four of my high school yearbooks. They're actually sitting like right behind me here. I've got two of my wife's yearbooks and and all four of my yearbooks sitting on a shelf. Uh, I st- I started thinking about busting them out and everything else, and then I, I was actually reminded, and I believe I still have that yearbook. Uh, one of my middle school yearbooks. Uh, I went to Catholic school. If if you've listened to the podcast, you know I went to Catholic school my entire educational career until college, uh, and one of those came out with. Uh, one of those came out, one of the years we had it in middle school, uh, the yearbook cover was just was just American flags, like a montage of American flags. And all you wall fans and common sensors, you know the one and only Sean O'Rourke was a bit of a punk rocker, especially back then. And I didn't approve of an American flag. And, and please, nobody send me, like, hate. I already get enough of, like, the, the hate mail when I was saying it's fine for an athlete to kneel. So, so calm down. We're talking, like, 12-year-old Sean here. Uh, so, of course, I promptly took that home and put Anarchy A's all over it because I thought that was more appropriate, and that's what I did with my middle school yearbook. I believe it was like sixth grade. might have even been fifth grade. Ele- is that elementary school technically? I don't know. It's been a long time, Wall fans. <laughs> it's been a long, long time since I was in any kind of schooling <laughs> at all, uh, let alone elementary, middle school. So, yeah. All right, another one. This one's almost a little scary for me. This one, like, because it's a little too true. Uh, hashtag unusual craft beers. Hashtag unusual craft beers. Uh, and for example, the reason I say that this is a little scary because it's too real. Uh, upside down Michael at lost my sandal. Oh, I wonder if that's the dude from the festival that, yeah, never mind. An old viral video that it's just making me feel old because kids probably don't watch those kind of videos anymore. Uh, but he shared this taco flavored beer. Taco-flavored beer. And you might laugh, and you might say, oh, okay, yeah, okay, taco-flavored beer, that's funny. Uh, Really, it's just a matter of time. These craft breweries get so ridiculous with the beer flavoring, uh, it's just a matter of time till we have a taco-flavored beer. And I love tacos. I mean, I grew up in San Diego. I grew up in San Diego with taco shops. That's what we did. I don't want a taco-flavored beer. I don't want it. Like this orange in this, this little bit of orange in this beer, that's enough for me. That's all I'll do. Uh, all right, a couple more of these. I know we're just heavy on the social trends this week. Uh, one more, well, a couple more, but this this really one more funny one. Hashtag why I'm unhappy in five words. Hashtag why I'm unhappy in five words. Now people were sharing the heck out of this one, uh, and of course this one took a a very political and common sense term. So I will just go ahead and share mine with you. Hashtag why I'm unhappy in five words. Uh, orange menace in White House. That's why I'm unhappy in five words. I, there's a lot of other things I'm unhappy about, to be totally honest with you, but that's the first one that came to mind, especially just kind of going with the theme of what everyone's doing on here. So, uh, And these last two, I don't even want to talk really about them or, or, or kind of get into it. I just encourage you to to follow these yourself if you're interested uh, because I don't want to go on a complete rant over what's happening in in Georgia and Alabama right now, uh, but I encourage you to educate yourselves. Anyone out there that is that is not up to par on this subject and what's going on right now in Georgia and Alabama, uh, and really you can use two of these hashtags to do it. One of them would be hashtag women's reproductive rights, uh, which is going to be a lot more of just informational stuff. But the other one, which I think can be a little more emotional, so kind of prepare yourself, is hashtag uh, you know me. Hashtag you know me. And this is women actually sharing their stories and their experiences with abortion. And I will tell you, Busy Phillips uh, was actually one of the people to start this trend. If you're not familiar with Busy Phillips, she is an actress. She's been in a ton of stuff. Uh, and she was in one of the greatest television shows of all time. I, I, I will fight anybody on that. Uh, Freaks and Geeks. She was fantastic in that show. So follow those. I'm not going to get into them. I think this is these are things that people need to be educated about, and it's it's not my place uh, to really, as much as we do talk about common sense, hashtag common sense, is, uh, there's nothing more that I'm going to do. I'm not going to convince anyone otherwise, uh, and I'm not educated, like, that is really passionate. I'm not going to convince them otherwise, people from Alabama that, that are in support of these kind of things. Uh, and, and for those of you uh, that are kind of on the fence or just, I, I, I'm not educated enough. 
to 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 give that information. So that's why I just want to make sure people are aware of that and and able to to kind of really for, formulate their own opinion, I guess, but but just have an understanding of, of why women's reproductive rights are important because they they are. There's there's no question about that. That's straight common sense. Women's reproductive rights are important, and you're and you're just you're not going to be able to uh, you're not going to be able to convince me otherwise on, when it comes to anything um, along those lines. Sorry, I'm making a note here. All right, all right. Let's get into some TV, film, and books. Chris, I'm I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are on this this one. We've known about it for a while, but their reputation has taken a bit of a hit. Uh, the next Star Wars film, we we kind of got an official announcement from Bob Iger, good old Bob over there. Uh, just just hoarding money like Smog, the dragon in the Hobbit. I know it's ridiculous. Uh, the, the next Star Wars film, not not the one that is going to come out. The one that like I, I believe they're they're probably in post production. Chris is going to know that right off the top of his head. Uh, I believe they're in post production on that one. Not not the completion of the current trilogy that's coming out, but the next movie after that uh, is going to release in 2022. Three years from now, we kind of, I believe I talked about that before. Uh, this one, it's now being confirmed that this one is the one that is uh, written and produced by Benioff and Weiss. Benioff and Weiss, they are the showrunners and the writers of Game of Thrones. They will produce, they write and produce it. Uh, thank you, Chris. The The most recent one uh, is in post. I, I figured, I thought it was, but Chris is much more uh, knowledgeable on those things than, than myself. Uh, and, and this is, you know, obviously, I, I think Disney does need a little bit of a gap here with Star Wars movies. They, they've saturated the market just with everything. It's ridiculous at this point. Um, and personally, I'm not worried about it, but Benioff and Weiss have taken quite the hit. Their reputation has taken quite the hit over the past couple weeks, uh, and especially regarding the most recent episode of Game of Thrones, which I'm going to talk about in, in, uh, in a few minutes here. Uh, but uh, without spoilers, so so don't worry about that. I'm maybe vague spoilers, but for those of you that have seen it, but I'm gonna avoid the spoilers as much as possible. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what <laughs> a long time ago in a Westeros far, far away. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, Star Wars has dragons for the first time ever. <laughs> like, who knows? I, I don't know. I I'm. I'm very cynical, but when it comes to these kind of things, I'm like, eh, like eh, I had no problems with the uh, the Last Jedi, and like, eh, just I'm I'm fine. I just just entertain me, just entertain me. That's all I want. Like all these big big blockbuster action movies and stuff, just entertain me. Like they're, they're it's rare that I'm disappointed by by a big budget action film like that, like a Star Wars film. Really, the only Marvel film I've seen where I was truly disappointed and like. A little bit upset was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and I was like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" I had no interest in that whatsoever. Uh, so, so we'll give him a chance. But we've got confirmation on that from Bob Iger, from the man himself. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you, Matt. It, it is very much a wah, you know. Um, uh, some more news from Disney. I, I mentioned top of the show, or I think in the teaser, that we have a lot of Disney stuff this week for some reason. It's just, they're just what's in the news. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You guys remember that movie? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids starring Rick Moranis. Yeah. It was, it was a decent film. I mean, family, you know, family Disney film. Uh, we, we've gotten some confirmation that there is a reboot in development at Disney called Shrunk. Called Shrunk. There's a couple cool things about this. I, I won't say that I'm super excited about this, who, you know, but I'll probably eventually end up watching it, especially having a kid at home. It'll be a bit of a family movie. Uh, so it's in development. It's called Shrunk. Uh, they've already signed Josh Gad to play the main character. I am a big Josh Gad fan. So already I'm like, okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. Uh, but in addition to that, we do have a little bit more information. It's a it's a reboot, but it is all is kind of a sequel as well. So Josh Gad is going to play uh, the son of the Rick Moranis character, uh, who was actually the kid that was shrunk down. There was a brother and sister and two neighbors that were shrunk down. He's actually the kid that was playing the 30 years later, uh, the kid that was shrunk down. So I'm sure we'll get more information on that. Uh, more Disney news. I told you, Disney news. Uh, Disney is now officially, officially, the deal went through this week, officially in control of Hulu. Uh, Comcast finally sold their stake in Hulu. It's not completely, completely done yet, but it's essentially uh, like a, a three-year process uh, for Disney to, to have full control. Uh, interestingly, 
it, it actually the deal actually loosens NBC's exclusivity deal with Hulu. Uh, so you might be able to see more NBC stuff popping up on other platforms outside of Hulu, which we haven't seen over the past few years because because of Comcast, which if in, I, I should back that up a little bit because I, I'm I don't think about it because I'm so used to it. I literally worked there. Uh, Comcast owns NBC Universal. That 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 is the parent company of NBC Universal. So when I when I say Comcast regarding like Hulu and those kind of things, uh, it, it's really referring to NBC Universal. So Comcast, uh, because they because they sold, now we're going to be able to see possibly on other platforms. Interestingly enough, we do know that Comcast and NBC are in development on their own streaming platform. Not going to be a Disney Plus from what the understanding is. It's going to be more of a free ad-based thing uh, for cable subscribers. Uh, so it's going to be a little easier. I don't want to say easier, but you're not paying additional fees like you are with a Disney Plus or a Netflix, you know, any of those kind of things. Uh, so as of 2022, we should see a full pullback by NBC, uh, probably still licensing their shows to Hulu uh, without the exclusivity deal. And really, I, I was thinking about it today. I've been thinking about it for a while. I was thinking about it especially today. And, I, you know, I, I really feel like Disney is just looking to completely kill Hulu at some point. I don't think they're going to kill it right now. Uh, but I think eventually they'll they'll kind of phase Hulu into Disney Plus uh, or some kind of other streaming thing. And especially if you're familiar with Disney, they really like to everything at Disney is branded under one of three uh, kind of umbrellas. And so having Hulu, it, it doesn't. And granted, we have Lucasfilm. Uh, you know, you have Pixar and stuff. But the umbrella they fall under is Disney Studios. And so Hulu will kind of fall under Disney Studios, but they also very much like to brand those things. And with Hulu not being a Lucasfilm or a Pixar, where they're just a, a household name, where even kids are like, yeah, Pixar, uh, I, I have a feeling that's, that's going to kind of be folded into everything else. And for those of you that are going to ask me later, uh, it's, Di it's Walt Disney Studios, Walt Disney Company, uh, ESPN, and ABC. Those are the three umbrellas that, that Disney prefers to kind of keep all of their things underneath. It's, it's to their credit... It is probably a uh, it's probably a good move. It like to when it comes to branding and marketing, uh, that that's it's kind of the way to go. I, I I can't fault them for that. As much as I make fun of Disney and say they're going to take over the world, which they are, they're working on it right now. They're <laughs> just buying up everything possible. Uh, they do know what they're doing. They do know what they're doing. The mouse knows what what he's doing. Uh, but speaking of Disney, again, <laughs> we're getting news of more layoffs from the Walt Disney Company, specifically from Disney Studios. Uh, layoffs pertaining to Disney Studios, and this is, of course, related to the Fox deal. We knew this was coming. Uh, Fox, a lot of people were laid off at Fox kind of right after the deal happened, and I believe they're still going through a lot of that. But now we're seeing layoffs uh, from the Disney side, which we knew was coming. Disney is relentless, uh, and unfortunately, people are losing their jobs, uh, and, and it's just it's always unfortunate to see these kind of layoffs. I mean, I've literally been there myself. They had to fold my entire division at the Walt Disney Company when I was working under Disney Channel with Radio Disney. Uh, they had to fold the entire thing, and I, you know, I, I've been there. I, I've been there. It sucks. It really didn't suck that bad. <laughs> got to be honest. I was there for eight years, and I was like cool give me all that money I'll, I'll take my vesting oh no 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 i'm my retirement stays right there y'all <laughs> i was not that upset uh but it is upsetting for a lot of people i don't mean to laugh because it is i only laugh because a lot of people ask me and they're like oh that sucks and i was like nah it's all good and my coworker that left uh, i had a i had a basically a partner a uh oh my gosh what's there's a word i'm looking for counterpart at disney and she left like eight months before the layoff <laughs> she called me that day she's like God damn it, why couldn't I just wait it out another eight months? <laughs> so that's why I laugh. Uh, people losing their jobs is not funny at all. Uh, but fortunately and unfortunately, a lot of people that are working in studios and stuff, which Chris can attest to, uh, you're kind of used to moving from job to job. Stuff gets canceled. Stuff you know get, goes into development hell. Nothing happens. That's just the nature of the game. Oh, Game of Thrones. Man. Whoever's on the live feed right now, I want to know what you thought of the most... Without giving spoilers, don't give any spoilers just in case uh, somebody is watching now or comes back and watches this on Facebook. Uh, so don't give any spoilers. Just just let me know what you thought of the most recent episode. Uh, I'm bringing this up, and again, I'm not I'm not going to give out spoilers just in case you haven't seen it. Although it's got to be tough to, to avoid spoilers because it's just been all over the place. Game is like all over the place. Uh, there is a petition going around right now. And a bunch of fans started the petition demanding that HBO 
Uh, I'm with you, Chris, demanding that HBO uh, reshoot the final season. They want them to reshoot the entire final season. We were one episode away from the end of the series. And this petition, which is, uh, at the time I was looking earlier, they were close to 500,000. They might be over 500,000 by now. 500,000 people have signed this in order to try and get HBO to reshoot the entire season, saying that just they, it was done terribly and Benioff and Weiss are idiots and all this other stuff. It's crazy. Uh, so, without giving spoilers, I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna say seriously, get over it, because that's the thing. You, this isn't choose your own adventure. You don't get to just pick pick what you want to happen in a show just because you like it, and just because you got attached to somebody doesn't mean you can be upset when something happens that you don't like, and especially when it comes to Game of Thrones. Look at what Game of Thrones has done for eight seasons. Eight seasons. You can't be shocked when Game of Thrones does things. Maybe more shocking because they kind of moved away from doing those shocking things. And then, you know, again, I'm not going to give spoilers. I will tell, I will say one thing out there. Uh, I've seen a lot of people saying it was a twist. Oh, there, what a twist. That twist was unjustified. That twist, it was unjustified. And it's like, what twist? Do you know what? So here's the thing. And Chris will back me up on this. You know what a twist is? A twist is something you, you don't see coming at all. When it comes to films, television shows, books. You don't see anything, you don't see it coming at all. And then they somehow twist it and you're like, oh no. The thing that everyone's freaking out about from this most recent episode of Game of Thrones, it's not a twist. They've literally been building it up for eight seasons. Literally been building it up for eight seasons. What everyone's calling a twist. So get over yourselves. You're spoiled. You can't control how a show works. Just appreciate it. Just appreciate the damn show. And get over yourselves. Freaking petitions and stuff. Right? I'm, I'm with you, Chris. It's, it was coming for a long time. I was, I was waiting for it. I thought it was going to come sooner this season. I, I really did. I thought like an episode or two ago we'd be like, and, and we kind of did. I mean, it's been teased. This twist that everyone's complaining about. It's not a twist. For the love of God. All right. I think I did my best with no spoilers on there. Right? Right? I think that was pretty good. If you haven't seen the show, the episode, you probably don't. I mean, you might because it's been all over social media and such. But I will say, I actually, re I really enjoyed the episode. That's what's funny. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was cinematic. Uh, I thought the action sequences were fantastic. I, th I felt it was shocking uh, at, at certain times in a, in a good, you know, good, bad way. It, it, without, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not giving spoilers, but it's, it's a giant medieval battle. <laughs> so, yes, shocking in the right kind of ways. Uh, and, and, and rounded out. Things that, that really personally, and I think a lot of people did, and, and kind of plot point wise, rounded out a lot of character arcs. And, and that, that's, that's what it is. So get out of here with your fucking petition and stuff. And Jesus. No one's ever happy with shows. That's the thing. No one's ever universally happy with shows. I'll tell you, I remember, and I'm not doing the, I never watched it. I'm just like, I just never got into watching Lost. And it was like, ah, maybe I'll get around to watching it at some point. And this was like, I mean, Lost was kind of pre-Hulu and stuff, like, or maybe Hulu came into the middle. So it wasn't like you could just pull up a show and watch it at that time. You kind of had to watch it or you had to have a DVR. I had neither of those. But I remember when, when Lost ended and I was working at Disney and I go into the office and, and everyone that was a Lost fan was just like, oh, man. And, like, people were like, that was terrible. I just remember saying to a bunch of people, I was like, well, I'm I'm." Actually, kind of glad I didn't watch it now if it was really that bad. Uh, but I also have a feeling if I had watched it, you know, maybe in the moment I would have been a little upset. But if I went back and watched it right now, I might just be like, eh, okay, it's fine. I still like Sopranos. Let's <laughs> see everyone that watched Sopranos like, oh, man. I still like Sopranos. The way that ended was not the best. But, hey. Uh, all right, a couple more TV, film, and books things here. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> I should have told them I was lost. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm lost on this, guys. Uh, Rick and Morty. We got Rick and Morty fans out there. I know we do because I'm, I'm not, I can't call myself a Rick and Morty fan. I haven't gotten around to watching it, but I know I'm going to be a Rick and Morty fan. Uh, we've got confirmation on season four. It's going to be coming in November. Season four begins in November. Uh, the, uh, oh my gosh, the creators, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on names right now. Dan Harmon, and uh, he has his co-creator on that, Dan Harmon. Uh, is, was also the creator of uh, Community, if you're not familiar with Dan Harmon. Uh, they finally reached a deal with Adult Swim for 70 new episodes. 70 
new episodes. So I think we're going beyond season four. I would hope 70 episodes is a lot for a season. Uh, animated half hour. Well, that doesn't matter. It's a lot for a season. Maybe Rick and Morty are like those 15-minute things. Uh, I'm not, not positive because I, have I haven't actually watched it, but I will get around to watching it. Uh, and maybe we'll talk about it a little bit on the podcast. I, I've, al I've always talked about it because people tell me I need to watch it and, and whatnot. It's just haven't gotten around to it. It's very difficult when you have a toddler at home to sit down and watch shows. you got to prioritize. Well, i got to watch Thrones, you know, and a couple other shows. Uh, one more in the TV, film, and books world here. Oh, man. Gotta get a sip of my uh, my sidecar orange IPA here, uh, and it's just a rest in peace to Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Uh, if you're not familiar with Tim Conway, I'll tell you you are in some capacity or another. You just don't recognize the name. And he was one of the big stars on the Carol Burnett show. Uh, went on to act just in sitcoms all over the place. He was he was fantastic. Uh, thank you, Chris. Justin Rowland is the other creator of Rick and Morty. Uh, and he passed away this week at the age of 85. Uh, and I don't have really personal stuff to talk about. I've always been a big fan of his. I will say that he is he was an absolute brilliant, brilliant comedic actor, um, was always a big fan. Uh, fortunately, he did make it to 85, although I've said it before these days, like 85, I don't want, I don't want to call it young, but, you know, I'm not going to say like, OK, they they until they're in their like 90s. We, we've reached that point. Uh, so, so rest in peace, Tim Conway. Thank you for the laughs. Thank you for, for being you, really, uh, and, and, and sharing your talent with, with the world. With the world. All right, let's get into some music news. Uh, Blink-182 and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know, we talk so much freaking Blink-182 on this show. Because they pop up a lot. They've got a new album coming out. they got a tour coming up. That's why we talk about them. And they're from freaking Poway, California. Uh, Blink-182 and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they are currently sitting in second in fan voting. Uh, this is interesting. I never knew this about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's kind of why I want to share this. So anyone who visits the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame actually gets to put in a vote uh, for the band that they think should be the next one, the next band artist inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And actually, Blink-182 is sitting at number one, the first position for quite a while there. They were only recently overtaken by Motley Crue. I believe there's a Motley Crue documentary that aired on Netflix, and only recently were they overtaken. So they're currently sitting in the second position. Uh, the interesting thing here is they can't actually be inducted this year, even if they were sitting in the first position. There is a requirement, which I wasn't aware of, with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that you have to be 25 years removed from your debut album. 25 years removed from your debut album. Now, I believe this is debut studio album. Because Blink-182 would not be eligible until 2020. And if you're from San Diego, especially if you're from Poway, you know there's music of theirs floating around as of like 92, 93. Buddha was around, but it wasn't their big first studio album. That was Cheshire Cat, and that came out in February of 1995. So they are not actually eligible until 2020, February of 2020. We'll see. I... I I've been a little bit kind of irritated with Blink and they're, we're going to tour with Lil Wayne and marking all of his millennial tweets that he puts out there. I'm like, dude, you're 50. Get off the Twitter. That's enough. Get off the Twitter. Uh, but as much as I say that, it would be nice to see a pop punk, punk rock band get into the hall, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and I'm sure it's just a matter of time before that actually happens. Speaking of rock and roll, Roger Daltrey. You guys familiar with Roger Daltrey? He is the lead singer of The Who. Lead singer of The Who, band that's been around for a long time. He's been in the news recently because they were playing a show at Madison Square Garden, actually. And in the middle of the show, he stopped during the show to yell at some fans that were in the front row in the pit there uh, who had sparked up some marijuana, some joints, a little, little bit of pot going on in the pit there. Uh, chided them, said that he's allergic and needed them to stop. And it would mess with his voice. And apparently I saw a quote from a music journalist who said it actually did affect his voice to, to an extent, uh, and then once the smoke had stopped, his voice kind of came back to normal. So I bring this up, uh, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rant. I'm not gonna defend anybody. I will I will tell you I understand from Roger Daltrey's standpoint. Like you're allergic, that sucks. Uh, but I just don't understand how this isn't a thing every single time they play a show. I, I genuinely don't because here's the thing: even if you don't like marijuana, you don't like pot, you don't want you don't want to be around it or anything. Uh, live shows and marijuana go together like peanut butter and jelly. I've, I, I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever been to a, 
<laughs> been to some kid concerts. I, I you know, I saw Joan, uh, the Jonas Brothers <laughs> and Miley Cyrus years ago for work. Uh, so I don't think there was a lot of pot smoke going around. But any any concert that I've gone to for my own enjoyment, there there's pot smoke flying up. Like I, I mean, Matt, how much how much pot smoke was flying around at uh, Back to Beach Festival? Uh, uh, quite a bit, quite a bit. They go hand in hand. So I totally get it. I feel feel for Roger Daltrey. It's just how does this not come up every freaking concert you play? I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, but hopefully people will will get the. It was in the green room a lot. <laughs> That's right, the green room. There's a reason they call it the green room. Oh man. I wonder if that is the reason. Might be. I've been in a lot of green rooms myself. I've had to set up green rooms and work on artist writers, but I'd never really thought about where the term came from. All right, one more thing in music news, and I'm only bringing this up because uh, I want to share it with all of you, and maybe you can join me. Uh, Unwritten Law just recently announced a show. Show. They're coming to Southern California. Coming to Southern California. They're from, freaking from Poway. Uh, they're going to be in Southern California in June, June 21st, to be specific, at the Glass House in Pomona. Great venue. I haven't been there in years. I think it's uh, probably even improved. It was a great venue back in the 90s, and I think it's just gotten better and better and better. They're playing at the Glass House with a, a, a Authority Zero and another band I was not familiar with. June 21st, those tickets go on sale tomorrow. I will absolutely be there. Uh, Unwritten Law is possibly my my favorite, favorite band around. It, it's kind of a tie between them and Blink and Rancid, and it's hard to choose one of those. I have a certain attachment to, to each and every one of those bands for, for specific reasons, uh, and Unwritten Law is, is just is, is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I wish I could say I haven't seen them for 20 years, but I did see them five years ago. <laughs> That's the band that I actually do follow much, much more than uh, than all the other bands. So join me at the Glass House, June 21st. I will be out there with my good friend Laura and possibly some other people that want to come join as well, uh, rocking out to some unwritten law. All right, let's get into some mental health. Mental health. Uh, there's a couple things I want to talk about here. Uh, in fact, I'm not going to have a lot of time on some of this because we are running out of time. We still got to get into tech, but I'm going to do my absolute best because it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I want to share a couple of these with you. Uh, first one, this this one got me like this week because it happens a lot, and it was happening like ridiculously this week. In fact, a Burning Man camp had used it insensitively. Uh, when it comes to terms, and I've said this before, Obsessive Christmas disorder. That was a fucking thing. Remember that? That was a thing. And I had to I had to explain to people it's not a thing you joke about. Well, it happens, it still happens all the time. And granted, most of the time it's ignorance from people not understanding what they're doing. And that's why I want to talk about it. I had posted something the other day. I want to talk about it. Uh, obsessive compulsive disorder is not a joke. It's not a joke. Anxiety is not a joke. Anxiety attacks, they are not a joke. These are not terms to use lightly. Uh, being organized does not make you OCD. Just because you like things neat and tidy doesn't mean you are OCD. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, is not an adjective that should be used for people that are neat and tidy. It's not. And I think the problem here is people don't think of it as a disorder. Don't think of it as what it actually is. You know, I said this before with the Christmas stuff. When people were like, I have obsessive Christmas disorder. And it was like, would you run around saying I have Christmas cancer? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. And these terms should fall in that, that, that same exact category. Just because you're neat and tidy, you don't have obsessive compulsive disorder. Trust me. You don't want to know what it's like to really truly have obsessive compulsive disorder or obsessive anxiety disorder. These are real things that people have to deal with on a daily basis. And again, I realize it's ignorance from a lot of people. They don't realize that they're doing things that can be disrespectful uh, to those that are dealing with it. But that's why I'm talking about it here. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And maybe you're listening and you, you know better because you've been listening for years and you know that, that that's an insensitive thing to do. But you probably hear people say it. I think I heard it 10 times over this past weekend just being around people. And I saw a Burning Man camp posting it and they're like, we're going to be OCD this year. And it's like, that was literally what it said. They were talking about something, but they were like, we're going to be OCD this year. And it's like, What? That's not how we use these terms. So let's do better. We can educate people on being better. In fact, you remember back in the 80s and 90s? There was a word that begins with F that people use really freely. 
or people would be like, that's so gay. And they'd use it in a derogatory way. And we, we learned. Everyone learned. Like, no, no, these, this is not a derogatory thing. Like, no. So we can do better. We can move past this and educate people to realize that it's not something to use lightly. It's not something to joke about. You're not OCD. Trust me. You're not having a panic attack just because you're stressed. A panic attack is a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother thing. When you have to go to the hospital and be hooked up to machines because you can't breathe, then maybe you've had a panic attack. It's not fun. I'll tell you, one of my one of my most memorable, and they've happened to me many times, one of my most memorable, I'm driving back from a gig. Uh, I was DJing a school back in my 20s, early 20s. Oh, God, years ago. I'm driving back, I'm driving on the 10. There's some school out near Palm Springs or something. I start getting tightness in my chest and shortness of breath. I'm like, oh my, what's going on? What's going on? I pull off the freeway uh, and weirdly, instead of calling like a doctor or anything, I call my mother. I'm like, ma, something's going on. I got tightness in my chest. I don't know what's happening. I feel like I'm having a heart attack and, you know, and this, and still able to talk. So clearly not like terrible because I've been in panic attacks where I'm just completely hyperventilating and I can't even communicate with people. So I'm still able to talk, but it has tightness in my chest. And you know what my mother said to me? That's why, that's why I always think of this story. My mother, I was a full-time smoker back then. My mother said to me, you know what, just, just stay on the side of the road, smoke a cigarette, and try to catch your breath. And sure enough, that helped. And I remember saying to her, what do, what do you mean? I think I'm having a heart attack. My mother knew I wasn't having a heart attack. She knew the stress and anxiety that were, were starting, to, starting to ramp up to a panic attack. And sure enough, I, just, I, had, I had a cigarette, and I didn't get completely better. In fact, like a year after that was when I had one of my serious breakdowns and just went in completely into a hole crying every day. And these are things that I've talked about on the pod before. That was one of my real bad ones. And when it comes to OCD, oh man, trust me, you you don't want that. Just because you put put your dishes away, fold your laundry. No, 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 no. Maybe Maybe I'll set up a camera one night and you guys can join me on my routine. What it takes for me to go to bed. It's about a half an hour routine. And then sometimes that half an hour doesn't go smoothly. And I got to add another 10, 15 minutes onto that because I got to redo a bunch of stuff. Yeah, that's what it's like. That's why sometimes it takes me more than five minutes to get in the studio. I actually go hit the bathroom about five times over a matter of seven minutes right before I come into the studio. That's my compulsion. Not even doing anything in there. It's my compulsion. I lock the door about 10 times a night. I really only lock it once. Really only lock it once. But these are th- that's, that's what it's like to have obsessive compulsive disorder. And I'm not even really getting into what it's like to have a real panic attack. Because I can't do that right now because if I start talking about it, there's always a chance I go into one. So be sensitive. Be sensitive to those things. And for those of you out there that do experience those things, we have another example of someone sharing their own thoughts, their own feelings on this. Uh, and it happens to be Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams. She plays Arya Stark on Game of Thrones. Uh, actually opened up a bit about her struggles with mental health and mental illness. Uh, and talked about how she had self-hatred for years. Just woke up every day hating herself. And I can completely relate to this. I think anyone out there with a, with a serious mental illness can relate to this. Uh, sometimes you just hate yourself. I've been hating myself for about a week and a half now. It's been, it's been a little rough for me personally. I've been dealing with some family stuff, uh, some health problems with some family members and everything else, and it's just it's been ridiculous. And it's, it, that turns into self-hatred. And in addition to self-hatred, that she, and, and the racing thoughts is another thing that she talked about where you kind of go through just thoughts racing through your head. And specifically, she talked about one that I've talked about on the show before, uh, and it's when interacting with friends and stuff and, and constantly rehashing, constantly rehashing conversations uh, in her head and thinking that she has said terrible, terrible things. So good on you, Maisie Williams. Thank you for sharing these things, because as much as I can talk about them on the podcast and, and be open about these things, uh, I have nowhere near the clout that a Maisie Williams does or... Um, I am blanking on her name, the actress that plays Sansa Stark, who has also been open with her struggles with mental health. Uh, so, so thank you, Maisie Williams, for sharing these things. Uh, and again, hopefully kids are going to see this, teenagers are going to see this, uh, and, and 
have something to relate to and, and realize that they are not the only ones. Uh, additionally, she did make a mention of social media and how that can be negative. Uh, trust me, I completely understand that too. And and as a star, as like a big television, you know, television star, big star, a, a star of one of the biggest shows around, that's got to be extra rough. Got to be extra rough. Okay, so I'm actually going to put this, I'm going to talk about this uh, next episode uh, and it's it's talking to kids about mental health, but I'm going to leave you leave you on with this one, be, just this tidbit from it that we will get into uh, on the next show is uh, based on some research I'd done. Uh, more than more than more than one in five teens uh, has a mental health disorder that can affect their daily lives. More than one in five. So we're talking not not quite two, but it's more than one. Thank you, Chris. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. I don't know why I was blanking on her name. Uh, good on her also for, for sharing her struggles. Uh, and putting James Woods in his place. Oh, I love anyone that puts James Woods in his place. Oh, geez. Good on you. Oh, you know what? I'm going to save that. Forgot to talk about that. I don't know how we've gotten past that. Uh, so we're going to talk about talking to your kids about mental health and mental illness. Uh, but I will just leave you with that one factoid. More than one in five teens has a mental health disorder. Uh, and we'll get more in depth on that in the next episode because I think this is important. It's just we're running out of time and I want to get through some of this tech and everything else. Uh, I don't really have anything parenting this week, but I will tell you, I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, most likely no full episode next week. So my wife is actually leaving for China on Saturday. She will be heading to China on Saturday for about a week. So it's going to be me and my two-year-old just the two of us for a week. Now, because of that, it's tough to get in the studio and and record an entire episode. Uh, it's not as difficult to to shoot some interstitials and, and kind of get that that important stuff out there. Uh, so what we're going to do is next week, because I, like I said, most likely no episode, no guarantee yet. We, we could kind of finagle things and see if I can get an episode in next Thursday. Uh, most likely no episode, but look forward to uh, a lot of parenting interstitials coming your way next week if there isn't an episode. And I've actually, I'm going to be shooting, we have some new beer reviews to go up. They're already in the can. Uh, and I've actually got, oh my gosh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven beers sitting over here. Unopened beers. Uh, oh yeah, once in a while, uh, unopened beers here, uh, that are going to be all, uh, used for beer reviews. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some dad fiction here soon, Matt. I I've been talking to Ryan, I believe he was on the live feed there for a little while. I was joining them for their, uh, their, their live feed last night on YouTube. Dad fiction, I've mentioned them before. Uh, they talk quite a bit about parenting. Uh, happens to be two friends of mine, uh, from high school. That, that do that podcast out of San Diego, AJ Calabrese and Ryan Gonzalez. Uh, we're going to be having some crossovers there soon, very soon. We've been talking about it. The problem is they're in San Diego and I'm in Los Angeles and it's middle of the week and literally all of us have kids. <laughs> We've all got kids. Uh, yeah, I will be. That's the thing Chris is pointing out after a week alone with 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 my toddler, I will want to try all those beers. Uh, fortunately I have, you know, they say it takes a village and I have a few friends that will be coming over to, to kind of give me a reprieve here and there, uh, at least for, for a little bit during that week. And, and I mean, it's going to be fantastic. It's just the good thing about when, you know, when there's two of you in the house and, and you have a toddler or multiple kids, which I'm sure Chris and Bridget can, can say the same thing. Uh, you're, you know, you're able to kind of take a little break, <laughs> you know, and yes, the children sleep and everything, but it's still nice to get a little break. You know, my wife comes home. She spends some time with the kid. I go in the studio and do some work. It's it's nice to get a little break uh, from the kid. I'm, I'm as much it's the most important thing in my life by far. Uh, but it's nice to be able to have a little break and and not listen to Frozen for the 18th time that day. Yeah, I'm not even exaggerating with 18. You think I'm exact? Nope, nope. All right, so look forward to that next week. You know, it's funny. I still got. I didn't mention at the top of the show. I still got an ear infection. It's been weeks. And it's not like a terrible, terribly painful ear infection. It's just I don't have full hearing out of my right ear right now. So I've, I, my voice is still, my voice is back, but my voice is still a little bit off because I don't have full, like, full hearing out of my right ear. I'm pretty good out of my left right now. The right is not doing, uh, not, not at full strength. Not at 100% here. All right. 
Let's move through some through some tech stuff here. Uh, we are running short on time, so I'm going to try to get through as much of this as possible. Uh, some news from Facebook. Facebook Facebook has updated their Facebook Live policies. Uh, this is following the the live stream of the New Zealand shooting, the Christchurch shooting that happened, where the the shooter live streamed a bunch of stuff. Uh, they have a new one strike policy, and if you get one strike against you. Uh, you're going to be restricted on Facebook Live, most likely a minimum of a 30-day ban. Uh, there will, however, be permanent bans uh, for for people that do things like the New Zealand shooter. Uh, however, I will say this one thing. It's cool, Facebook, but but just make sure you're doing more. Do as much as you can. We, we still see Alex Jones popping up on your platform. Do better. And don't come out with these little policies and thinking you're doing, like, actions speak louder than words, Facebook. Action. Do it. Google. Good on you, Google and Apple. Uh, apparently today is, oh my gosh, I don't want to say it wrong. It is uh, accessibil- Accessibility Awareness Day. And so Apple and Google are celebrating that uh, with some new apps that encourage accessibility. So these are a lot of these apps are going to work with voice commands uh, as opposed to having to type things. So if, if you're interested in that, uh, something you might need, uh, definitely check that out. And good on you, Apple and Google, for, for putting these things at the forefront. We're seeing this a lot more from tech companies. We're seeing it with Microsoft with their uh, adaptable controller as well as their Braille display controller. And, you know, we're seeing more and more of this from, like, the Googles and the Apples of the world. So that's fantastic because everyone should be able to access these terrible social media sites that we look at on a daily basis. And if you need, you know, access if you need accessible apps to do that, then that's great that we have companies doing exactly what is needed. Uh, TikTok. You guys familiar with TikTok? I am not. Uh, TikTok is number 1 on iOS right now and it's the fifth quarter in a row, fifth quarter in a row. So essentially 1 year plus 3 months, so like 15 months they have been number 1 the number 1 iOS app. Uh, being downloaded by people that have Apple iPhones, uh, iPod Touches, or are those even still around, iPads and stuff. Uh, and that's TikTok. I still don't know exactly what it is, but apparently it's the number one app on uh, on iOS right now. Is it a live thing? Maybe we should go live on TikTok. I feel like it's like a Vine thing. That's what always happens in the tech world. Like uh, someone comes out with this thing and it's like so great for a few months and then they're like, nah, it sucks now. And then a few months later, they're like, here's the same thing under a different name. And everyone's like, cool. And then that one lasts like five years. I, I, I really don't understand tech. I don't know why I talk about it. Uh, some more news from Facebook. Uh, they're making algorithm changes. More algorithm changes from Facebook. This new algorithm change is going to promote promote close friend content. I don't even know what the fuck that means. But here's the thing, Facebook. Stop changing your algorithm. Stop it. Just stop changing things. Just give us the fucking chronological that we've been asking for since the beginning of Facebook. Well, since the beginning of these stupid algorithms. Chronological. It's not hard. You don't need an algorithm. I mean, technically it's an algorithm. But the algorithm just reads times and dates. And it's all chronological. It's beautiful. Oh. That's why Twitter is actually kind of beautiful, because it's chronological. Facebook doing more polishing of their turd here. I don't just don't get it. Don't get it. Speaking of social media, uh, if you're interested, the White House currently has a survey that you can find. I don't know. Do you go to White House? Oh, God, it is. It's WhitehouseGov. So I have to make a joke. This is this is the world we live in now. We're like the onion is like you have to be like, is that a joke? I was about to be like, oh, Whitehouse.com. Well, I was wrong. Whitehouse.gov where you can get this survey. Oh, God. Sometimes I amuse even myself. This this survey that you can go on there uh, because the White House is trying to fight incorrect bans, incorrect bans from social platforms. Uh, and what was it you said earlier, Matt? Wah, wah, wah. That's all I got to say to you. Wah. Get over yourselves. Uh, and find something better to do. Find something better to do. Like our country's running so well right now, right? So we're just gonna, we're gonna worry about social platforms. Get the hell out of here, orange menace and your ridiculousness. And speaking of the White House and tech, that's what's funny here. The White House is like, we need to free speech on social platforms, but then you know what else they do? So uh, there was a there's a thing called the the Christchurch call, and this was headlined by New Zealand and France, and the majority of developed countries in the in the world signed on to this, and it's essentially. 
um, it's condemning and blocking extremist content. Condemning and blocking extremist content. For those of you out there, terrorist content, if that makes it easier to, to digest. Extremist content. Well, what happened was the White House didn't want to sign on to this. They didn't want to sign on to this. Why? 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 Why, wall fans? Why common censors? Because they love the extremist content. That's their followers. They love the, they love the white supremacists. They actually, I'm, I'm telling you right now, they love these mass shooters. Because they can blame it on minorities, and then all their followers eat it up, when in fact it's, it's a, again, some white dude shooting people. And that's why they're not going to sign on to this. This is the world we live in. What is it? What do they call it? In, uh, what is it, what is it called in Handmaid's Tale? Someone, Chris, hit me with that. What what are they? Gilead, Gilead or something? I stopped watching Handmaid's Tale. I love the first season. I thought it was fantastic. I had to stop watching a couple episodes into the next season uh, because it was a little too scary for me. It has become too real and too scary. Too real and too scary. And what's happening in Alabama and Georgia right now is just more examples of that. Uh, all right. I want to. I want to. Just kind of cruise through these last couple of things in common sense. FanDuel, if you're not familiar with this, yes, thank you, Chris. Gilead is the name of the that's the name of the country in Handmaid's Tale. It's supposed to be in the United States of America, and they call it Gilead. Fucking Bible thumpers. Uh, FanDuel, if you're not familiar with that, that is a website that you can go on and legally gamble on sporting events. Well, we got a story out of FanDuel that they are returning money uh, based on the hockey game in the Western Conference Finals because there was a blown call at the very end in overtime. And if you're not familiar with hockey, uh, once a goal is scored in overtime, that's the end of the game. It is it's sudden death on the goals in overtime. Uh, it was a bad call, and FanDuel is returning money that they had collected from gamblers who bet on the St. Louis Blues who ended up losing the game because of a blown call uh, against the San Jose Sharks. This is super interesting, and I know a lot of you don't have much interest in this, but... Uh, but the reason I find this super interesting, not, not only because I'm a sports fan, but it's just the precedent that could possibly be set here. The precedent. Because remember, in the NFL, even if you're not a big sports fan, you, you probably remember the New Orleans Saints complaining that they got robbed on a call and should have won the game. And arguably, they do have an argument there, however the game ended. So if we see a site, a big site like FanDuel doing this, this is such a precedent that has been set. Such a precedent. And you're going to have people arguing, well, that was a bad call and that team shouldn't have won. So while I see what they're doing here, because it was an egregious call in this, in this hockey game, uh, you're, you're setting yourself up. You're setting yourself up, FanDuel, so just be careful what you're doing. Uh, oh, man. More prank videos on YouTube. I will say, uh, make sure you're not following this, this channel. Uh, oh, my gosh. Lauren Love. Lauren Love, she pretended to be the, the Walmart CEO and went around to Walmart, uh, I believe it was in Texas, and started f firing people. Not only firing people, but she tried to fire a 67-year-old Filipino woman uh, who actually burst into tears. And she went around pranking people, firing them, fake firing them at Walmart, and thought it was hilarious, putting people in tears. Just like we talked about with the Disney layoffs, the people's livelihoods and jobs. Tears. And of course she comes out and apologizes. Uh... But the important takeaway here is YouTube, you said you were going to ban prank videos. You said there were no longer going to be prank videos on your platform. We had Cole and Sav doing the stupid prank video with the dog and their, their daughter, which is just disgusting. It's even more, that's even more disgusting than this. But here's another prank video that made its way onto your site and was probably flagged and you guys didn't remove it. It has since been removed, but it's actually floating all around YouTube from what I understand because other people have uploaded it to their own channels. Uh, so watch out for this YouTuber, Lauren. L I hate that fucking term, YouTuber. What do you do for a living? I'm a YouTuber. I'm a YouTuber. Sounds like you're a plumber or something. Oh, Ted Cruz, he's a huge baby. He's complaining to Twitter uh, because everyone else's tweets insulting him are being pushed to the forefront. And his tweets explaining himself are not. So again, wah. Wah, Ted Cruz, you big Baby. Uh, one more thing I'm going to leave you with here. Apparently, Taco Bell is going to be opening a hotel in Palm Springs this summer. Because, yes, the first thing I look for when I am looking at hotels is the one that will give me the most diarrhea possible. So, uh, yeah, Taco Bell Hotel in Palm Springs. No thanks. It's really, like, really, Taco Bell? Like, like make, make a pizza, pizza Hut even better. Same company. 
Kentucky Fried Chicken, for God's sake. Same company. It's all Yum Brands. Oh, boy. I feel like I've just... I'm still a little bit fired up because Boston Bruins are going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Chris, I know you're excited. I'm excited. Awaiting the opponent on that. Uh, I'll say right now, if it's San Jose... Chris, if it's San Jose, are we doing a road trip? If it's San Jose. Because here's the thing, Chris. I have a free place for us to stay close enough to San Jose for us to go hit a game. We'll talk about it. All right, wall fans, common sensors. Uh, we are over time right now. Don't forget, most likely no episode next week, but make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. Head on over to YouTube and search Go Tell to the Wall. Subscribe because if there isn't a full episode next week, all kinds of interstitial stuff is going up on there. Uh, additionally, if you want to stay in touch, make sure you head over to Twitter. Uh, follow our official Go Tell to the Wall account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. Additionally, you can follow my personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. And, of course, Facebook, where we are currently live right now, as much trash as I talk about Facebook's policies because they are pretty terrible a lot of times in their algorithms, uh, head on over there, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall, like our page, check back off and do all the things that you do on Facebook. And, of course, most importantly, of all those things, and I say that because you can literally link to everything I just mentioned, would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com, bookmark it, check back off, and that's where you're going to find our blogs, photos, all that good stuff. You're literally going to find photos of our, our honor producer, Chris Hassong, and our other honor producer, uh, Bridget Hassong, on SeanOrourkeLive.com. So if you've ever been curious what they look like, that would be a good place to see them. That's right. All right, Wall fans, Common Sensors, Podcast Consumers, Social Media World. Uh, this has been episode 97. 97, we're so close to that episode 100. It's going to be out of hand when we do get to episode 100. Episode 97 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your favorite, favorite, favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And remember, Wall fans, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense.